Welcome to another episode of the Intersection Podcast. Today we are doing our first video podcast. So if you're listening or watching the video, thank you for tuning in. We're super excited to have this new feature and I hope you are loving our new setup because I surely am. What do you guys think? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's great. All right. So today we are honoring our veterans and we're super excited about this because we appreciate everything that you guys have done and giving back to the country. So we're sitting here with two wonderful guests that are a part of Scheller in two different ways. So we'll get into that. And we have Coogan Perrin and Allison that are going to tell us about how what they did in the military kind of translates to the roles here at Scheller. If you guys could both give us a brief introduction about your background and maybe what brought you to Scheller and what capacity, what roles do you guys serve here? What brought me to Scheller, so Coogan Perrin again, and I um, am actually an assistant dean of our executive education programs at Scheller. So while I did not get my MBA here, I have an MBA, but I'm really excited to be part of tech. I love the school. Uh, Scheller's been incredibly welcoming to me. So I run all of our non-degree programs. So it's custom programming for big corporations in the Atlanta area and beyond. And then also all of our kind of what we call open enrollment programs. So if you need a certification or anything like that, that's under my umbrella as well. So that's awesome. Allison? Yeah, so I was in the military for eight and a half years, transitioned right at COVID, went through a rough year like most people did in 2020, got a role at Amazon, which brought me to Atlanta. So I was an operations manager for two and a half years, um, realized I didn't really want the warehouse life. So researched next steps, what I could do, realized that building a network was really important. So then looked into how I could do that, how I could potentially use my GI Bill, looked into MBA programs in the Atlanta area, found Georgia Tech and Scheller, reached out to some of the veterans actually in the in the program, fell in love in the program now, absolutely loving it. I love the small size team as- aspect of it and just really excited to be here. Well, you kind of snuck into my second question already, which is fine. But, Kukin, can you expand on what made you decide an MBA was right for you? Sure. So background was in the Air Force. I was doing cyber communications, um, had spent some time overseas deployed, and then was stationed overseas after that. And uh, for me, it was really about career transition. So, you know, I knew a lot of my skills that I had in the military would translate. I just didn't know how to go about doing that. It can be incredibly intimidating and scary. I have a lot of my girlfriends, and I went to an undergraduate college that only produces military officers. So all of my college <laughs> friends that are still in, it it's, can be a very scary thing. So for me, it was the MBA was really about that transition from my military career into private sector. So you know, thinking through how do I translate all the great work I've done, how do I build those networks, like was mentioned, and that was really for me like the – I had an undergraduate degree in business but didn't know – you just don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So it's like learning the right questions to ask and who to meet and whatnot. So Yeah, I can definitely agree with the you don't know what you don't know in the MBA gives mm-hmm. you a lot of experience and exposure to different opportunities. That's right. And speaking on those transitions, so what would you say are or were some of the challenges you experienced while transitioning from your role or the military to actually getting your MBA? What what did you what did you face there? You wanna take us into yeah. more recent? Yeah. So for me, it was understanding how what I did in the military translated into a role outside of the military. A lot of people in the military were like, oh, you, you could go into project management, program management. There are resources available. A lot of it is geared towards enlisted soldiers transitioning and helping them really get a feeling because they don't have a college degree, talking about educational benefits you can get. And so 
for me personally on the officer side, especially during COVID, it was just figuring out what exactly I could do and like where I could go. Felt kind of lost in that process. And then COVID on top of that just kind of like really threw a wrench in mm-hmm. things for me. So I reached out to a few friends that had transitioned. Hey, like, how did you look at things? What did you do? They were in areas that I wasn't necessarily interested in. So it was kind of challenging in that. And then just talked to people in the area through networking, found a potential financial advising role. And that's kind of what I initially pursued and then realized that wasn't what I was looking for. And again, reached out to another veteran and just was like, hey, you're at Amazon. How is it? And just kind of took that and ran with it. Wow. That's I completely relate to that, especially with the COVID part. Everyone was going through a lot of transitions and changes and trying to figure out your next step was just tricky for everyone. So I know that must have been very like intense for you, like trying to figure out what direction you wanted to go. Just kind of to expand on that, how were you able to build a support system that to rally behind you in getting your MBA specifically? Getting my MBA. So I'd been in Atlanta for about two years when I was kind of and working at Amazon operations where I was like, all right, I need something different and just had some friends that were in business roles, but they had an undergrad degree that, you know, say supply chain or something like that. My undergrad degree is in exercise science. doesn't (laughs) necessarily translate. So it was just kind of like reaching out and asking friends that I'd met here. Hey, do you know anyone that might be willing to talk to me about their role or or a job potential. Talk to my girlfriend's parents a little bit about different things. I am stubborn and I'm a little hard headed, so I like to figure things out by myself as well. So I just kind of took a step back and was like, all right, I've got a GI Bill. What can I do with it? So I started researching, you know, different degree programs, what I like this, what I not like it. And then I think when I was applying and leaving Amazon And even, I mean, when I left the military, I sent out so many applications to so many places and didn't hear anything back and really started realizing how big and important networks were. So Mm -hmm. realizing MBA programs help build networks and what those meant, because I had thought about doing an online MBA, but the Mm in-person really interacting and getting a feel for the roles. And that's what really kind of like pushed me to say, okay. And then once I talked to a few of the veterans from the program, I was sold. I was like, all right. This is where I need to be to kind of like help me get to the next steps. That's that's awesome. I can definitely agree. The in-person interaction and the people you meet. I meet new people every day. And being able to have platforms such as this one where you can share your experience. You'll be amazed if people reach out to you just hearing your story and being able to share that. So I think I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Coogan, can you expand on how your transition from the military to just being at Scheller overall? How was that for you? Yeah, so, I mean, I transitioned not during COVID, which I would say was more difficult than when I transitioned, but I transitioned in, I think it was 2012, and so the economy wasn't great. People were having a hard time getting jobs, and I remember everyone saying, like, you're crazy, you're giving up this, you know, salary, fixed salary (laughs) that you can basically, it's impossible to get fired from, and going out and trying this new risk, and so I would say for me, the transition was scary at first because while my family was supportive, they were nervous. You know, I was moving from overseas to go live in a new state. I'm not from Georgia. I'm from Seattle. And so it was a lot of new stuff and a lot of risk taking, but it was calculated. Um, I also looked up different schools and thought about like where I, the reasons I wanted to go and what was important to me as a student. So for me, it was transitioning from Germany to Georgia and then going and getting my MBA. And then the first place I went after my MBA was Deloitte, so big consulting group. That was kind of my first foray into private sector, you know, outside of of government. And so 
you know, I will, I will agree like a lot of my support and a lot of my confidence over time came from, you know, trying something and doing it well, but also leaning on others to learn through kind of their experiences and talking to them. A lot of veterans, and I now work a lot with uh, different programs over the years to help veterans look at their resumes or just help answer questions. And so for me, the transition was from my MBA to consulting and then, you know, went on to Microsoft and then and then came from Microsoft to Scheller. So a couple steps in between, but I would say I would agree it's all about the network and it's all about you know, building your confidence. Even it's interesting for me now, I talk to a lot of my friends and they're actually getting ready to start thinking about retiring, which is crazy. Yeah. From the military, you know, they're 20 years and I try to talk to them about different opportunities outside and, and it is a scary thing for them. And I try to just say, hey, it's not as scary as you think it is. You know, it's okay. And talk to them about that. So I think that's a lot of what my transition was about through the MBA and, and people that I could lean on. So yeah, it seems like you made a lot of changes, like great changes. Yeah. But what made you go from, you said, Deloitte to Microsoft mm-hmm. to Scheller? So what got you interested in higher ed specifically in Scheller? Like, great community. I yeah. love it. But what made you <laughs> come back to Georgia or come to Georgia? Yeah, I mean, so I, I moved to Georgia out of the military. And I would say for me, you know, working in cor- big corporations, right? Deloitte's huge and Microsoft is huge. And so I was ready to kind of move try something new and try something different. And again, it was about the network. I had somebody that reached out to me that I used to work with that knew me for years and said, hey, there's this new this new job. I think you would be incredible. They knew I was looking for a change. Also, tech fits really well with my undergrad and kind of is like how I see tech is like incredibly intelligent, hardworking, kind of grinders. That's how I see like yeah. Georgia Tech. And, you know, I, my undergraduate was the same way, engineering focus. So kind of had that lens on everything like technology engineering but also you know my, like I said my undergrad was in business so it seemed to fit well for me where I went to undergrad doesn't have graduate programs so it was just something that I felt like fit me in terms of mission or I'm big on mission orientation in terms of like feeling like it's something larger than myself you know that I won't name certain companies or certain things I could never sell right I can sell mm-hmm. Scheller Scheller is a great brand Georgia Tech's an incredible brand um, so that to me was like a career change one, trying something new. And also I feel like my role here is a great combination of a lot of the skills that I've gathered along the way. So business development, client engagement, you know, new program development. It's exciting. I love I love my new job. So it's, awesome. it's cool. And you've been in your role, I think you mentioned about four months. About four months. Yeah, about yeah. four months. Do you have a favorite thing yet? Oh, I would say my favorite thing is the variety, right? I mean, I just met with a marketing team earlier today. I was in a strategic planning session earlier. I had two client meetings. It's it's all, you know, sometimes in big corporate, not always, but you can kind of be siloed into a certain type of role and that can become mundane. And that's one of the reasons I like consulting a lot because you get kind of that variety. So I love this role because of the variety. So. That's great. Yeah. Allison, do you want to add to that? Do you have a favorite thing about Scheller so far? I know you don't work here, but you uh, are in the full-time program. So what's your favorite thing so far? I feel like the program's super welcoming. I actually went to the NBA Vets Conference this past week, and some of the schools came with 80 veterans alone in their program. So they have, you know, 300 people in their program. I like how I'm a big, like, small small team. I like quiet. I like working fast-paced, but I like living slow, if that makes sense. And so, like, to me, this is, like, a good balance of that. It's fast-paced with networking, academics, and doing stuff, but it's very, like, close-knit. I know everyone's name, can reach out to anyone and get help. So that was, like, super appealing to me. And then I do actually really enjoy the core teams. My core team, like, hooks me up. They are Mm -hmm. all very smart. They don't make me feel 
dumb, if that's for lack of a better word. Like, they are like, all right, Allison, like, let's go. And I, I mean, I got out of undergrad 2011, so it's been a minute yeah. since I've been a student. So having people that are supportive of me being an older student has been great, too. Can you explain the core teams for our listeners who may not oh, know Oh, yeah. That so is? the so <laughs> core teams. So core teams for the full-time program, it's four to five students. The uh, I think it's the admissions team. They take a lot of time to – and to build teams with diverse backgrounds, kind of I'm in the military. Someone on my team was a physical therapist. Someone's got, has been doing master's degrees in computer science, economics. And so they bring just these diverse backgrounds together. And that's your team. You rely on them. You go through all of your classes together. You have group assignments, presentations, and it's just kind of like, that's your crew that gets you through the work. So it's not a solo individual attempt. So it's just that your core team, it's literally like they're my people right now so yeah i have a core team as well and we're a group of five there's only like two groups of five so we're the unique uh, group of five (laughs) which is great because we have a little bit more hands so it's it's been awesome and i can agree that our team is extremely diverse we have one international uh, student we have a vet as well and then we have someone who was into acting and like media then there's me (laughs) <laughs> um, but we have a med student who's getting their MBA as well at the same time. So That's we have, yeah, yeah it's, it's very, it's very diverse. And I guess with you saying your core group is your support system right now, can you say or give a few examples of how Scheller has given you resources? You went to the VETS conference, you have a core group, but as a VET, is there any other community resources that you have that have really helped your transition be a little bit smoother? So the VETS club is in the program, so... It's, I mean, obviously all the veterans in the organization, that's who I initially reached out to, and I immediately felt a connection. They were super welcoming. I remember when I reached out, I reached out last November. It was late November, and I was like, hey, gentlemen, interested in MBA, interested in hearing about Georgia Tech. If you have some time, I'd love to chat. And they both reached out immediately, and they were like, hey, we're about to get into finals, but we're going to make time for you. I was like, no, no, like, do your finals. (laughs) And then call me back, and they're like, no no worries. Like, I'm going to fit you in. I want to talk to you. I want to explain the program to you. And I immediately was like, all right, that's pretty cool. And then came to welcome weekend. And then same thing, got to do a vet's brunch. And they were just like, hey, if you need help with anything over the summer, once you get accepted, call me, ask me about this, anything. And so it's just like nice to be like, you know, you've got your core team and you kind of have your friends, but then it's also like you're a whole nother resource available to you. Because the military transition is unique because you have all of these skills that you've learned and they're such a variety of skills you have leadership skills you know you have small team skills large team skills and you don't necessarily know how they fit in the business world and that's my big thing right now is like how do I fit my skills into the business world and so to be able to say like hey I this is what I did in the army like how would this translate to a second year they're like oh yeah so that's like this it's like (laughs) write it like this, sell it like this. Oh, you did that? Oh, man, you would be able to translate that into this role or this type of job. And just having that support is awesome. Because I think it's one of the more intimidating things is coming out and being like, what did I do and how do I do it outside? Because it's just unique. It's just different. But there's so many skills that you can translate and having people that are going through it and or went through it to be like, oh, yeah, you did that. You can definitely do this. It just builds confidence. You're just like so great at segueing me into my next (laughs) thing because we're going to talk about leadership skills and just your skills overall and how they translate so maybe Coogan can you take this first sure how has what you learned in the military like the skills you've developed how does that translate into your role today maybe if you can give an example or two that'd be great yeah I mean I could think of a lot of examples (laughs) but 
I would say one in particular is kind of that I see, especially in higher ed, and um, and I've seen it really all throughout my career, is the ability to you know kind of pivot, right? So not not having that fixed mindset, like having a mindset that's like, okay, that's a hurdle, and here that may first maybe the first option didn't work, but I'm going to try these other ones instead because you deal with that all the time yeah. in the military, whether it be financial constraints or you're down in the war zone and you're having, you know, just logistical constraints. And so you really quickly learn how to navigate that and how to kind of stay focused on the mission and not let things deter you. And I would say I've used that time and time again. And people, I remember my first job at Deloitte, I got like what they call an applause award, but it's, you know, 500, it's a significant gift card. I was like, okay, all right, Deloitte. But I remember I got it for just, we were having this conference and you know, we ran into some bumps in like setting up the room and I'm like, and everyone else is kind of like, all right, well, I guess we can't do it. And I'm like, no, we just do this other thing and yeah. sort it out. And, and they, and I got an award for it, <laughs> you know, which seems funny, but you learn that through the military just to keep on trying from different angles until you can accomplish the mission because it's an important one. And so while maybe having that conference wasn't do or die, like things in the military are, so you can't give up. And so it teaches you very quickly to not give up and kind of keep going. So that would that would be something I've said I, I've used in all of my different roles throughout my, my career. So I love that. That's, that's great. Allison? Yeah, I mean, I can think of, like, so many scenarios mm-hmm. where it's the same thing. For me, I think I keep a fairly level head. I don't. You do. There, like, pressure yeah. comes, <laughs> but, like, it's not – there's no bullets flying. There's, it's right. not, like, a, it's, like she said, like a life or death or something like that. And so you just – when something – changes we call them you know a frago it's a fragmented order that's hey this is what you're doing now you got to go in that direction instead of that you just are like okay first step let's go and it just even in our group we had a core meeting the other day and one of my group members was like Allison's just so calm so if like something goes bad she's just gonna be like all right guys calm down we're gonna be (laughs) fine and so like keeping a level head I think has been a big one for me you Definitely do that because I have never <laughs> seen you stressed out. You never seem like anything is bothering Hide you. Hide it well. We can be in the middle of finals week and she's just like, hey. So if up? you do stress out, everyone knows yeah. it's a real big problem. Yeah, yeah. 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 If Allison is freaking out, <laughs> there, there's truly something wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that that's a signs of a great leader. So, like, going into that, can you tell me how some of the leadership skills you adapted in the military, how have you been able to leverage those in the classroom or maybe within your core group? I think what I learned a lot in the military is that at first, you know, you're a young leader. So as an officer, for example, I I commissioned as an officer, I became a platoon leader, which you lead about 50 soldiers. And most of the soldiers have way more experience than you, are older than you, they know more than you. And so it was really like humbling yourself and being like, I'm in charge and responsible, but I'm definitely not the smartest person in this group. So I kind of took that really early on. And then the other big thing leadership-wise for me was that as a leader, you can't expect everyone to perform the same Mm -hmm. and or at, like, your level. And so if there's a standard, let's say the standard is, you know, we're on video, so, like, this high, but you're, like, I expect you to be here. You can't pull people to that level. So you have to do what you can and find ways to get people, just get the best out of them. Like if we were sitting in a room, you can't ask the same question the same way to everybody. So you have to be able to understand like where different people are coming from, where their strengths are, where their weaknesses are, and how you can kind of like pull those things out and kind of like work through to develop. So those are big things. And then I also like as a female in the military, like you have to kind of 
push a little bit more to kind of get a little bit of respect sometimes. I developed a fairly direct approach. So like, hey, go do this. Hey, we need this done. And so that's taken as abrasive sometimes. And so I'm like very cognizant of like how I approach things and how I say things. Cause, and I'll say it to a group. If I get on a team, I'm like, listen, if it's like we got to go, I'm going to just tell people to do things. I'm not being disrespectful about it. It's just like go time. If we have time, we're going to come back. If I can explain exactly what it is in the time, like I'll explain it. But if not, like we'll come back and we'll talk through the steps. Just depends on what the timeline is, what the urgency is. And so like I recognize that early is that some people don't like the like, hey, go do this, even though like we just got to get it done kind of thing. So being able to explain kind of where you're coming from, what your style is, people have tended to take that and be like, oh, okay, like I get it. Allison's coming from this perspective or like this is what's happening. Like, oh, she doesn't mean it. And like a mean way yeah just making sure people can digest where you're coming from that's right. extremely self-aware can you relate to that like in the oh, military yeah. like yeah. Can, sure. can you expand a little bit i would say plus one everything she said but um <laughs> i would say kind of building upon that one thing that i've really taken with me as well as and i have three children so i it's the same thing with kids or friendships really human beings in general you know, everyone, everyone is motivated differently. Everyone has different backgrounds, different walks of life, especially in the military. You get people from all over the place, geographically, education background, uh, socioeconomic status. And so being able to be adaptive leader is incredibly important and valuable if you want to get your team to the highest level possible. Um, so that's something that, that I've taken with me. Another thing, too, is just caring, right? So when you're in the military, that is your family and things that happen to them. It's a tight knit community. And so I have been told many times after my military career, just as a leader, I've, I've always been in a managerial role, that what people appreciate most is just that they can tell I care. So even if I'm giving direct feedback, it's coming from a place of betterment for them and for the organization. Um, and so that's something I think that sometimes can be lost in the fast paced busy world that we live in is just like the humanity part, the caring part of it. Yeah. And I think that can go a very, very long ways. So thank you. You guys are both amazing. Uh, I guess if we could just end on one piece of advice that you would give Allison, you specifically to someone who's in the military, maybe a woman specifically who wants to get their MBA, whether it's evening, full-time, part-time, what advice would you give them? Uh, maybe even specifically to come into Scheller? I mean, just, that you can do it. I firmly believe that most people leaving the military have skills that, I mean, my peers in the classroom don't have. You have experiences in communicating with people, teamwork, leadership, a lot of soft skills that will translate. And even like the job roles that we filled or did, it all translates. It is very daunting. It is very scary, very intimidating. But at the end of the day, just like anything, there's peaks and valleys that you're going to go through. Find your support system, build them up around you, and just pursue your goals. The world is endless. I think for me, I came from a small town, went to college. I was like, oh, my goodness, what's this? Left college and familiar. I was like, oh, my gosh, what's this? Got, got out of the military, and I'm still like, oh, my gosh, this whole <laughs> world out here that I had no idea existed. It's going to feel like that at times, but it's take small bites find your people, get that support, and just pursue it. Whatever it is, whatever track you want to go and pursue, um, whether it's an MBA or not, pursue it. Really research the programs, what you like about the program, size, team-wise, area, what jobs they kind of focus on and career industries that they can get you into. If you don't know, reach out and ask. Every person I talked to at Scheller when I was asking questions 
answered all of them, super open, super willing to explain things. So whatever you're trying to pursue, just reach out to people in the program. You're going to get a good feel. You, if you talk to some people from a program and it's a little off-putting like I had, you don't need to go there because yeah. you get to choose. And that's another thing too mm-hmm. is like in the military, you don't get to choose all the time. Like choose what you want to do because you really get to, to do it. Like the world is open for you. And before we move to Coogan, just one more thing. What about any advice on the application process on how they can make their resume stand out, some of those transferable skills to an MBA program? Any notes on that? Yeah, I think the same thing. For my resume, I had reached out to veterans again and was like, hey, I'm not sure kind of what structure and resume, how some things will translate, what words I can make civilianized or corporate wise you know what I mean so it was just kind of saying like hey like how do I make these words or fix it and I mean anyone I talked to and that's why Scheller felt like home to me anyone I talked to was like hey can you take a peek at this they looked at it had it back in like two days and that's why they're doing school and I'm in the program now and I'm like dang like they really like helped me out and I wasn't even in the program yet so just reach out to people ask I mean someone's listening and they want to ask questions reach out to me like i'm sure yeah, i'm we, happy to help too yeah we'll put mm-hmm. contact info on like whatever it is just reach out people the people that are there that are willing to help will help you the ones that aren't just continue move on that's great advice thank you allison uh coogan any lasting words i would just say that something i don't think veterans realize is how revered veterans are in corporate america or in small business communities like really communities at large outside of the military you think what you do in the military is kind of like because everyone else is doing it. It doesn't feel that special. And I will say every single company I've ever worked for or organization, where you know veterans have a unique set of skills that is kind of a known quantity that, that employers really love. We can be on time. We're organized. I mean, these are like assumed things that we are kind of used to, but you don't realize is – is like sometimes not happening with everyone else. And so it's not to say other people can't do that, but just kind of know your value as a veteran, that you are valued. Absolutely. Employers want to hire veterans. And I would say just in terms of the MBA, you know, times are tough right now. MBAs are expensive, but it's something that you you absolutely get every ounce of value out of that program. I certainly did. It sounds like Allison certainly did. Um, it's something that you won't regret, and it, you get one in your life. You know, you get one MBA. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely make the right choice. Make, make it a gut feel, and, and, yeah, just know, I would say, overall, know your value. Yeah. Thank you both so much for your time. Allison, I actually can add to that. Yes, you have never been late that I've seen. So uh, Coogan is absolutely right. Thank you guys for both being here and sharing this space with me and speaking for vets that possibly want to go here and then our current vet community at Scheller. Thank you guys for tuning in. I invite you to like and subscribe to our podcast. This is our first video. Let us know how we did, if you liked it, if you want to tune in again, and maybe what you want to see in the future. We're so happy that you guys shared this time with us. Thank you. Thank you.